There's no stinking plankers here. I wish that I could fly way up in the sky like a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. I wish that I could fly way up in the sky like a bird so high. Oh, I might just try. Oh, I might just try. everyone, welcome to RC Heli Nation version 2.0. I am Nick, and this is episode number 181. With me tonight, I've got Jesse and Justin. How you boys doing? Uh, pretty good. How are you doing? Fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. True. Yeah? Justin, you, yeah. Sound, yeah. you sound a little... <laughs> a little delayed. Uh, wow. Well, I was kind of, you know, Apparently I was waiting, you're not I was waiting for Jesse to get his pleasantries out of the way. I mean, usually we kind of just say, hey, how's it, it going, guys? It just, you know, but the, he was like, you know, having a conversation with you. The intro was just so formal. It just seemed to it fit. It is, dude. You know, it just really seemed to fit. Well, you just, so, you, yeah. you want me to like <laughs> limp dick the intro? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then, hey guys, then we can just get right into it. It's 181 or something. It is. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Some RC helicopter. Very slow and then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So uh so what's new? Who would like to who would like to take the honors of first in line? Oh, let me go first this week. Okay. It's all you. All right. It's been I gotta say, it's been a little bit um of a slow week. Um, not a whole lot of flying going on for one and a little bit of wrenching though so it's been a good week from the from the wrenching building uh, point of view so as i mentioned on the show last week i did get the chronos upgrade kit and i had thoroughly intended you know you get that new hell technically i'm kind of treating it as a new heli it feels as though it's basically from the ground up um, a new build just because i'm going through everything so thorough so pretty much every screw on the heli has been taken out parts cleaned polished uh, bearings checked, all that sort of stuff. Um, so you get that new heli and you're just super stoked. And I actually passed up an opportunity last Saturday to go to the field. And, and you know, my plan was I'm going to sit down, I'm going to focus on an entire day and I'm going to knock this thing out because the next, you know, Sunday and or this last weekend, I really want to get out to the field and fly this thing. Well, unfortunately... Other stuff, just friggin' life happens, I guess. I'm just going to chalk it up to that. And I didn't get nearly as far as I had wanted to by the end of last weekend. So that kind of build and you know going through parts and checking everything kind of carried out throughout this week. And even at this point, the heli is still... And I know this is going to be amazing for Nick because you're usually, what, like a two-night and the build's done. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a little slower in my older age, but older, <laughs> so I guess, older age. So I guess I have no excuse then, being younger. But yes, you don't. Yeah, man. Well, for I guess I guess for one, I I'm not staying up till one, two o'clock, you know, throughout the entire week just to rush through and get this thing done. So I haven't been doing that, but been working on it a, a fair amount. So even at this point, it's still not completely done. Um, basically, where I'm sitting right now is. I did some soldering today. I figured, you know, I was putting the uh, Castle Edge 120 ESC on there. And it was just kind of time, you know, all the, 
your connectors just wear out. You plug them in enough times, they just start getting pitted, um, just start wearing out and had some fresh connectors. So I went through and replaced all the connectors, both on my series connector that I used to hook into my batteries and then replaced the connector on the speed controller. So did a little bit of soldering, um, had to solder some bullets on the ESC, uh, making custom length servo wires. So going through and crimping everything up, just making Ooh. it. Yeah, and I, I got to say, this is you kind went of a, all out. Dude. This is kind of a big one for me because I haven't done that before. And <laughs> Nick will laugh because you I'm, don't typically customize your I'm, servo wire I'm lengths. Totally like uh, just what you know, what if I want to put it in something else and it's going to be such a huge pain or so typically I don't yeah, it go. It says the guy who has swapped helis the least. Okay. So, okay, what <laughs> if, what I want, if I want to put it in something put else? Put it in something else. What if I want to sell it? What if I want to, I don't that, know. The sell, I think that's really what it is for you. And so this time I'm like, you know what? Let's let's take a realistic approach to this. <laughs> let's look at the past history. <laughs> typically when I build a heli, it stays together for quite a long period of time without switching anything. So, you know what? I decided I'm going to make this one tidy, clean. I chopped, shoot, probably four inches off some of the servo wires. Four to six inches. It's liberating. Watch Nick. He's going to get yeah. kicked off the team on Monday. <laughs> 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 Selling this thing. No. <laughs> Did that. You know, trim all the battery wires up. Just everything is as clean and tidy as I can because, you know, coming into fun fly season, rolling into the summer... This thing's not getting taken apart. It's getting flown and flown and flown some more. So honestly, I figured, you know, now is the perfect opportunity before all that craziness hits that is summer in the flying season. It's like getting a, it's like giving your heli a haircut. It's it satisfying. It seriously is. It's like standing there with a, well, never mind. And never mind. The, the problem is, is once you start, it's hard to stop. That's you're right. Like, oh, I can shorten these up. Oh, you know what? This would look a little bit better if I trimmed a little bit off here. And Jesse, kind of everyone whoa, whoa. likes a well-trimmed package. Jesse, oh, yeah, everyone. I was gonna say, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I can picture Jesse like standing in front of the mirror. In the mirror, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, to do it right, hey, you Caleb, need two mirrors. Check it out. Ta-da! <laughs> to do it right, you need two mirrors, Justin. So. You yeah, do, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Jesse. We won't get into those details. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so no, just you know, spending some time during the build to go through, and it, it's just not worth it to throw it together, zip tie some crappy looking wires to the side, and yes. just for the, just for the fact of oh, I want to fly it this weekend, and so you know, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm moving past that, and so taking some time and making sure it's neat and tidy and something that. I don't feel like I need to go back and rework. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, so I've been working on that kind of on and off throughout the entire week. I did hit it really hard um, this afternoon. I went out and I went to the field today. That doesn't mean I got in a lot of flying. I'm sure Nick and Justin will elaborate <laughs> on that a little bit more, but the weather wasn't the greatest. But You're honestly, a great moral it was still, support. What was that? You were great moral support. And honestly, it was... It's not like I still didn't have fun at the field, which is the whole reason we fly these things is to have fun. Um, So even just going out there and kicking back, relaxing, and having some good conversation was still a blast. So, um, and then once I got home, you know, hit the build hard. So, yeah, I've been working through that, and 
it's it's going it's going together really good and i gotta say i'm super stoked just about getting it flying and getting that new heli in the air just like so anyone I, else would be it probably i, I got a question new, for completely you, new oh i would think ev- everything that kind of is linked to the mechanics of the heli all the ratios everything's all changed swash plate the head you know yeah so a lot of stuff's changed nice. what was that justin i i got a question for you yeah are we gonna see a new heli this season from you from me yeah this is kind of out of nowhere mm. but oh, yeah yeah is your fleet gonna stay as it is or are we gonna see a new addition I'm not sure. I would probably think for this season, meaning like let's say through September, October, you know, this fun fly season, it'll probably end up staying mostly the same. Um, I kind of want to direct some funds towards other things besides airframes, um, such as maybe like transmitter upgrade and oh, V-control, V-control, V-control. Oh, yeah, dude, V-control is just, been calling my name especially with talking about you know you getting that tablet last weekend and me dragging my freaking seven pound laptop out there just (laughs) hating it going you know what i could beat both of these situations with a freaking v control radio so that's right yeah i'm not not necessarily i don't i don't foresee a lot of funds going towards like an airframe build um more just you know getting some more solid solid sets of batteries i'm really getting due for some packs so some funds are gonna have to go there transmitter upgrade um and so yeah just just some stuff like that and then with the transmitter upgrade comes you know jumping into telemetry and all that stuff when you don't have any of that equipment um takes takes quite a bit of money to get that whole operation off the ground yeah um so yeah just allocating funds to that so yeah i don't really foresee the the fleet switching up too much uh this summer cool nice man other than that With all the time and money you put into your hobby, the last thing you want to do is throw away your flight experience on bad blades. From the feel of the heli in the air to its appearance on the ground, which blades you choose to bolt on is one of the most important decisions you have to make. That's why you need to put those old and busted blades to the side and make the switch to some new hotness. Brought to you by Burt Kammerer of BK Designs, Switch rotor blades are sure to put the finishing touches on your heli. Whether you're into sport flying, hard 3D, or F3C, Switch rotor blades will get the job done on everything from a 250 to an 800 class heli. And we're not just talking about main blades here. Switch has tail blades and night blades too. So stop wasting your time not flying the last brand of blades you'll ever need and make the switch today www.switchrotorblades.com Well, I had a great... uh, It's been a good week for me. Uh, Last Saturday, I got in a bunch of flights on last Saturday. Oh, man, I was out there by myself flying the Trioblin and just focusing on... I mean, really, just focusing on tuning. Lots and lots of tuning, learning all about it. It's such a different, such a different animal. I've settled on, um, I settled on eighteen hundred RPM and fourteen degrees of pitch. 
the softness in the collective that I had mentioned, uh, with the advice of some others who had the same setup, were um, I was able to dial out with pitch pump, believe it or not. So I'm running like 40. Now, I've never ran pitch pump before. I want to say that I tried it a couple years ago and did not like it. But how or why, you know, whether it's a it's a just a function of these particular blades or not, um, it seemed to make everything back to the what should feel normal as far as linear wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so hey, it works. It's there. I- I'm not going to complain. Uh, Eighteen hundred is a is a great spot for this for me. I can just hammer on it, and I mean hammer. And it doesn't flinch. It doesn't budge on the cyclic, the tail, nothing. I'm running the 24 tooth that comes with the triple bladed tail uh, with 105s on there. And it's it's great. I mean, it's by far exceeded my expectations. Definitely. Um, I've settled on, I, I dabbled around on the 570. I kept bouncing back and forth between 22 to 2300. Uh, 22 is by all means flyable, very uh, tame, but yet you can do anything that you need to do. But for some reason, 23 just really seems to lock in with the 570. Like that number kind of makes everything all fall together as far as the head and the tail. And and it just seems much more well behaved. So I think I'm going to stay there and then make any of my adjustments with the pitch. Uh, if I if I want it more or less responsive, I just I don't know. Seems to like it. Uh, I need to take a second to say thank you very much to Travis at Ninja Raps. I keep talking about these guys, but they keep just completely making me smile from ear to ear. I got some decals. You know, uh, I did the RC Heli Nation theme on the 570 with the black and white canopy. And got they did some pilot decals for me. And, and they threw in, man, just some incredible decals for the skids and the vertical tail fin. And I love it. I mean, it, it's so freaking cool looking. It, it's just awesome. And I, I contacted them because I said, man, I love this theme so much. I need more of these. Like I want to run this theme for the whole year. Um, being able to get the black and white uh, boom and canopy stock is really important. I'm not a custom canopy guy. I've never been a custom canopy guy. I like mine to look the same at the beginning of the end of the year versus the end of the year. And I like to be able to get all my stuff like at fun flies or at every hobby shop or wherever. Uh, so I don't, I'm not a big fan of custom stuff. So I said, Hey, I need that. And while you're at it, can, uh, is it a possibility, you know, can you guys make me some big, uh, two foot decals for the side of the trailer, some goblin decals for the trailer. And they pulled through on everything. And that was just awesome. It looks great. So thank it does you. dude. I mean, it looks really good. Yeah. They did a great job on them. The, the size was perfect. They're not like. They're not big and outlandish, like, oh, my gosh, this is just completely in your face. But, it, you know, it, it's a good balance, I think. And, and they just really did a really nice job. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Those guys are growing leaps and bounds. They got a website now. Oh, geez. 
Yeah. Have fun, boys. I know they're you're working hard now. <laughs> <laughs> um I wanted to give a little bit of an update. Thank you to everyone who um replied, sent me emails about the review on the R2 prototyping buffer unit. I do really believe you guys are gonna be happy with it. Uh but Justin had mentioned at the end of the review that they had some other size of capacitors. I wasn't aware and I went and did a little more research. They have two additional sizes of complete units. Uh, they have a 25 farad and a, and a 50 farad yep. version. So I'm pumped because, you know, one of my complaints was, or not complaints, but one of my concerns was the size. Well, hey, man, I mean, I'm going to basically take the approach that if I have a BEC it's getting one of these. And now that I know that I can get all the way down to those small units, I mean, if it's if I can fit one on the heli, it's going to get one. So it makes me feel really good, especially with all the issues that I've had with power busing and BEC or whatever, you know, with the uh, Goblin 500. I really didn't want to put that 150 Farad unit on there, but the, the 50 one is going to be like, oh, yeah, that's a... That's a no-brainer. Well, and you can also mix and match. Like, I was looking at it, and you can buy the super caps separately, and then uh -huh. you can buy a board separately. That's cool. Yeah. I yeah, dig it. Awesome. I'm just, I'm so happy um, with that. And uh, if you guys missed the review, last episode, 180, go check it out. It is a must. And then we got out. Played a little bit of hooky, we call it, around these here parts. And uh, had a little bit of an eye problem today. <laughs> Just couldn't quite see myself going into work. <laughs> no, they beat me up pretty good at work. My shoulder was hurting pretty bad, so I decided to take uh, today off. And Justin came up, drove up, which is a rare thing. You know, you guys hear us every week, BS and, and man, the amount of uh, texting and emails and phone calls is through the roof during the week, but we just don't get to fly with each other. I mean, rarely. I'd say less than five or six times a year. Yep. Half it's a really dozen. just the events. Yeah, mostly just the events. But Justin had Friday off. I took today off. Jesse, like you mentioned, came out for a little bit. Uh, we got an early start at it. The weather was great at the beginning. Turned horrible there at the end of the day with the wind. About when I showed up. About when, Je yep, <laughs> yeah, about Jesse, when Jesse brought the up. nastiness. Yeah. Yeah. Nick and I had about two good hours of no wind. Yeah, but it was just great. I mean, you know, kind of finalized the tuning uh, on the on the trioblin, and so it's it's pretty and much five seventy. And the 570, yep. yeah. I got mine dialed. Like, I am very happy. I do not foresee... Man, I, I, I need to double check a couple things now that I've gone so far in the tuning on the Traveling, but I don't see messing with it at all from here on out. Kind of same thing with the 570. It's just double checking a couple little parameters I said early on. But it was a good day. It was a it was a very good day. I'll let Justin talk about. I got to fly his three eighty, and we'll we'll call it a crash. Although 
Not really. But <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> I flew his helicopter. It did not fly after I flew it. <laughs> after you touched it. After I touched Damn. it last. Uh, got to fly the 770. And yeah, it was just good times hanging out in the field and BSing. I enjoy that. And I think that's... Did you get any sim time? No. Sim no. what? Man. Jesse, yeah. I didn't even ask you because I know the answer. Yeah. You haven't touched it in like two months. No, no I sim. Think my tra- I think my uh, real flight transmitter does still work, though. I've been That's thinking good. about plugging it in to test it again, um, but it should still work. You oh. buy anything, Nick? Yeah, well, I got all the decals. You have money left to buy something? No, I'm I'm a broke bum. And that's why I, d- I don't have the V control yet is because I am a, a broke bum. I need batteries too. <laughs> yeah. It's, Ooh, it's gross. that's a rough one. I know. A V control and batteries. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a grand easy. I mean, easy. Man. Yeah. But whatever. No. Hey, like, dude. What? Organs. Organs. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. You can freaking fly the shit out of that stuff in a bathtub filled with ice and no kidneys for a couple of hours. For a couple hours? Yeah. Hmm. No kidneys? Yeah. Both? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Just as long as I make my will out to make sure that you get them all when I'm I'm gone, right? Well, no, no. Jesse Jesse and I have been working this behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, okay. We've got a we got a reasonable split to propose. Okay. That's nice. That's great. Yeah. So that's it for me. Just when you thought that the guys at Soko Heli Tools had pushed setup methodology to the absolute state of the art they come out with yet another innovation. In combination with their Soko Helical, which fits all sizes and all brands of helis, they've recently announced the Soko Heli Tools mobile app. This app greatly simplifies your setup by completely eliminating the need for a level working surface or main shaft. Available in stores soon for Android and Apple devices, this new mobile software will do everything that your original Soko kit did but with the added benefit of all measurements, calculations, and directions in one easy-to-use app. When you're ready to kick it up a notch with your heli setup, visit the SoCo team at www.soco-heli-tools.com and check it out. SoCo Heli Tools, next generation setup. Justin, what about you? Yes. This week, I got to do a little bit of flying at lunch and after work, like I have been lately with the 380. Uh, Nothing really exciting there. As I've been mentioning, uh, you know, slowly been working on the tune and getting it closer to what I was looking for. Uh, But, you know, towards the beginning of the week, I was running into some issues and it was with regard to tuning for TikToks. Now, let's let's set the stage here. I don't like TikToks. I suck really bad at them. But <laughs> um and I and and I mean I suck bad at them because I don't I don't like them and when you don't like a maneuver, you don't practice it. But there's this thing called the proficiency program. 
Yeah. And it kind of wants <laughs> me to do TikToks. So mm-hmm. I got to practice. And, and, you know, for those who haven't seen me fly, my, uh, what I do is slow, smooth 3D and big air stuff. I don't do anything crazy. I'm not throwing sticks. I'm usually not at the ends of my, uh, of my control throws. And so as a result, I tend to run a decent amount of expo. Um, and so I was having, and, and this is, this is foreshadowing having some challenges at the beginning of the week to get the tune locked in for the TikToks. They were all over the place. They weren't staying where I wanted them to. It was pissing me off. Okay. So the week continues on and Nick already talked about the fact that I came up to Bellingham today on my day off to fly, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, Nick and I got out there like nine, nine thirty. spent the first couple of hours with no wind whatsoever. Uh, Jesse showed up at right before noon and the wind came, but still it was cool to hang out all three of us, regardless of whether we were flying. Anyway, we get to, we get to flying each other's helis and Nick and I have been talking about this for a while. It's like, okay, when we get back together to fly, we need to swap. You know, I want to try this. He wants to try that. So Jesse and I get to do it all the time. You guys fly reasonably frequently together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. 380 goes up first. I put a couple of flights in on that and, uh, you know, working on where I had left off at the beginning of the week with the tune and, you know, slowly getting it there, but uh, no luck on the TikToks. Um, Nick goes and flies it and actually uh, figures out right off the bat what the problem is with my TikToks. And it's it was basically because I was running so much expo. And then I was also running high initial response that when you go past the expo range into full throw, you know, the heli first starts out slow. And then once it gets out of that expo range, it goes quick. And so it does sort of like a creepy head banging look. And then or, slows or, or like, back down. And then for it the slows back row. down. Yeah. So it, it. what does all that mean? What it means is there wasn't enough linearity in the cyclic response. None. And so, and and it was, it was really cool to see because I had gotten myself into this weird mixed parameter situation where it wasn't one thing. It was actually two different things that I had to tune back to get it to feeling normal. So we were playing with that a little bit, go up for the third flight, um, I fly it a little bit, Nick flies it a little bit, and then Nick goes to land it. And that's where it all went downhill. <laughs> that goddamn stupid little, and I can say this, those little flipper landing gear are mm-hmm. not fit for this flying field. It's funny enough. too, because I, I said like at the beginning of the flight, I said, or, or at the beginning of the first flight, when he was going to go fly it for the first time. I said, dude, don't worry about the landing gear. They're really not that big of a deal. Just land normally. Yep. And so I so did. He he landed normally, except it's a 380 and he landed in like a three inch pit and it tipped over and smacked the blades and stripped one of the servo horns. Yeah. So the 380 was out of commission, but that's okay because we had a whole bunch of other helis. I got fly. it. 
we got it figured out though. He just didn't get to fly it. I didn't like, get we to got fly it back with the new linear. Settings. That's right. That's it's a right. little slow, so you know you'll need to go back and and slowly increase it back up. But it's it's in a linear rate right now. Yeah, and then um, and the oh the governor too. That yeah, one, but you know the. <laughs> Justin the, and governors have not did not get along very well today because I was a little harsh with him. On no, his. but that it was completely valid. The the I still think though that the problem you were having at thirty two hundred on the governor was because I was like at ninety five percent on the throttle curve, and when I'm flying it at twenty six or twenty seven or twenty eight. I've got a lot of margin, but I also don't fly as hard as you. So maybe I wasn't running into the bogging aspects. I'm going to get back to resetting that thing and reprogram it and see what I get. Yeah. Um, but so that was the 380 and that, that was a worthwhile discovery. Then we moved on to, let's see, I got to fly the Trioblin OMG. <laughs> That thing is weird and crazy and awesome. Uh, it's, dude, it's, it is absolutely simish to me. Just like you said, Nick, it feels very simish. Okay, so get this, right? I suck at TikToks. I was actually able to do TikToks that look like quasi decent <laughs> on this one. They stayed up. Yeah. They were like in one spot, sort of, kind of. Yeah. So it, it's that big of a difference. And, um, you know, uh, it, it was interesting to see uh, how Nick's helis feel compared to mine. Uh, we were talking about that as well. Yours seems slower off of center than mine. And I think, Jesse, you you had mentioned that as well. Yeah, same thing. Uh, but I, but I couldn't tell if that was due to... The heli, but Nick also runs the sticks, the stick tension on his transmitter much looser. Well, I'll I'll tell you, I can tell because I also flew the 570 and it flew similar. It was a little mm-hmm. bit slower off of center. Just it was kind of like the way he had it set up on the three blade. But that's fine. I was still able to do all my stuff. It felt comfortable. It felt predictable. The way that the three blade head locks into a maneuver is ridiculous. You set it up in a funnel and basically just sit there and it does the funnel. It's so, creepy. It really is creepy. And we also learned on who, like, I guess I'm learning that I, I don't set mine up as crazy, but man, I bang my sticks. Yeah, that and that was weird. Like your overall rates are reasonably low. I mean, low, moderate, but you are all over the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I use full stick throw. I mean, I am way, I'm banging off the ends all the time. I don't know. I just, that's how I kind of like that's it. That's what works for you. Yeah, because for me, I can get in and and bring it close and smooth and still get the preciseness. And see, that's why I think it felt so slow around center because we just talked about how I had gotten the the 380 tuned. Mm-hmm. And that was that I tune it 
with relatively high expo around center. And that's where I spend 99% of my flying time. So I'm doing all my maneuvers in the first 50% of the throw in yeah. any given direction. And so when I go and, and transfer that to your radio and your setup, and I try to do the same stuff, it doesn't work in the first 50%. Yeah. You got to go further. So it's, it's, these kinds of comparisons are awesome. I love doing this stuff because you can always learn from it. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, 770 is getting there as well. I think I mentioned last week I was going to go back and completely start from scratch to retune the 770 based on some of the new stuff that I had learned on the 380. Uh, I did that, although we were running into wind towards the end of the day, so I didn't get as far as I wanted, but it's starting to feel good again. Uh, got one speed flight in on the TDR, but the wind was blowing me all over the place. It was doing its little uh, butt-shaped oh wobble. <laughs> yeah. It's got the weirdest... Like, I actually got nervous. I mean, it does this weird, like, side-to-side... Like, it almost looks like a fish. Like, it's yeah. swimming like a fish. It's too high head gain for the wind. And so that's what we were getting. But it was fine. No big deal. Other than that, I, uh, let's see, I, I can claim that I bought something this week. It was a set of servo horns to replace the ones that Nick stripped. <laughs> nice. And I actually, with that, I also picked up a set of the zeal 380s just to give them a try i've actually heard some good stuff about the 380 version of the zeal blade so we'll see nice. i actually did not sim this week Ooh. Ooh, first one since we started doing all of this with no sim so i'm still stuck at around 15 ish hours oh geez which reminds Man. me, I need to plug in. I got some. I got a couple flights from this week I haven't even logged yet. Not to mention today. Can't forget that. Oh, on your flight log? Yeah. What are you up to? Ah. Just out of curiosity. I haven't really. I you mean, know I, what? I still log mine, I haven't but I don't looked. pay attention. No, I haven't looked this year at all. I've been more focusing on what I'm doing when I'm flying than the actual flight count. Which, speaking of that. Uh, Justin, you got to witness my first actual Pyro Tick Talks, not Pyro <laughs> Tick Ticks. Tick Ticks. Or Tick Sucks. Or... Yeah, or Tick Shits. Yeah, the tick dude, shits they the were really one. good. I was surprised. Yeah. When you got the, when you got the sort of the transition into them, the initial portion, yep. correct? They they just stuck there. Yeah, I can get the rhythm down, but I'm not at the point where I can correct if I don't get it into it right. So it's yeah. like it's all about getting it started. If I can get it started, I've got a good rhythm and I can keep them going for you know five or six rotations. But if I, if I get them off, I, I'm I'm far from correcting yet. But you know, it's I never would have said or expected that my most expensive and most quote-unquote coveted and the one that I would prefer not to crash the most uh, would be the one that has given me the most confidence 
but I, I mean, I fly the that three blade. You yeah, mean? I fly the Trioblin with no, like I don't even think about it, and that's really odd. Well, but, I think it's because it gives you a sim like feel. Yeah, that's fair. That's because fair. I, I, I mean, uh, uh, let's face it: when you're flying someone else's heli, uh, you've you've got a little bit of conservatism oh, there and you don't want to do anything stupid right you don't want to break it or any of that crap um but sometimes some helis just feel right yes you know what i mean and when i was flying the three blade it felt right mm-hmm. i didn't feel like it was going to do anything unpredictable or funky you know yeah so i could see it dude absolutely what it really means is that you've got to put three blades on all of your other helis. You know, so <laughs> I was thinking about, and oh, yeah. I mean, like, I am frothing at the mouth for the 571. Just because that, I think, is going to really, really change the way that heli flies and just take it to a whole new level. Uh, but, you know, I flew the, I did put in a flight on the two blade today on the other one and i'll be damn if it still doesn't just fly fantastic it's just a you know you don't quite you just don't get that stability that that locked inness that i always thought it had (laughs) it still didn't have any you know here's my air quotes negative tendencies but it's just not the trioblin it just doesn't feel like it and I'm I'm getting actually really used to that feel, which financially is is bad, scary. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really bad. You may have to sell one of the other helis to fund another blade or another head, rather. Well, I know. And then the, I mean, yeah, that's why I'm I'm just hoping that they really nail it out of the park with the 571 because that's just going to be a lot more reasonable. You know, to be putting flights on every single day and crashing and having fun and all of that. But there's a certain confidence that comes out of it. That's for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Well, do we have do we have any news? Oh. Yes, I do have news. It's follow on from last week. Okay. Well, would you like to take us into that news? Sure. Now that I've owned two full sets of BK high-voltage coilless servos, I can honestly say that these are the best full-size cyclic servos I have owned to date. These things are crazy fast, with a speed of 0.049 seconds per 60 degrees, and plenty strong, with a torque rating of 295 inch ounces. Oh, and to top all this off, they're only 99 bucks a piece. So whether you're looking to replace an old set of worn out servos or outfitting that brand new heli, be sure to head over to bkservo.com. This week's news is brought to you by helidaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. That was so much better. When you enunciate, it helps. You'll have to enunciate your words, Justin. That is a creepy-ass voice, dude. I don't even know what the hell that is. But it is freaking me Uh. out. 
I don't understand why you can't get the goddamn introduction correct. Okay. So, Jesse, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what accents are we mixing in this? Yeah. That's right. All right. You the never news. know. I'll never be able to duplicate it again. Do you guys actually have any news? Because you're going to think this is pretty lame. It'll, it'll last about 15 seconds. Apparently, it's news but, of the week. Yeah. So you better yeah. make it good. You're pretty familiar right. with lasting about 15 seconds. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that He's shouldn't like, oh, be a problem. Is, Seems about normal. <laughs> common territory. Yep. <sighs> I got an email back from Jan Henslet confirming my position on the tdr2 waiting list oh nice this is my news does anyone want to guess when i am going to get my tdr2 (laughs) Mm. (laughs) will we all still be flying perhaps perhaps Ooh, i don't like the uncertainty okay go ahead go ahead jesse i want to guess guess. yeah i'm gonna say next February. Yeah, you're actually probably pretty close. He said, right now, I've got so many orders. The best I'm going to be able to tell you is that I should have something for you by early 2016. <laughs> Do you really say thank you to that? Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> right. Thanks. Th- yeah. Thanks for the update. <laughs> thanks for the update. <laughs> thanks for thanks for destroying my dreams. Did no, you actually, number, that's though? fine. That is per, per no. There's no number. Like that's how mm. bad it is, right? Like there are so many other Stop people. Counting. There, yeah. There's no counting. It's just huh. like come back to me in first quarter 2016. But that's good because that gets me time to save up and plan and all sorts of different stuff. So yeah, yeah. We've got a good eight to ten months wait. Wow. I hope it's worth it. God. Better be the fastest damn thing I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was my lame news. Does anyone else have news? I don't have anything. I got nothing. Wow. Yeah. Well, the news sucks lately. Well, it has been. Yeah, not much. It's it's that slow time. Would you like to take us out of the news? Sure. Let's see what we can do here. This week's new was brought to you by helidaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Did so that freak close. you out? That was Were you expecting me to make a mistake there? I did not like it. I tried to make it choppy so that you'd second guess whether I was going to get through it the first time. It was, it was choppy. It was rough. Having a trailer full of new helis isn't anything to complain about, but we're still talking about the same old dumb thumbing, triple sow cow, and Charlie Chaplin auto pilot behind the sticks. Now, I'm not exactly easy on my helis, and when I need parts, I need them fast. This is where Lower Heli comes to the rescue. With a great variety of my personal favorite heli parts and batteries, no matter how bad the crash, 
I'm sure to be able to get right back in the air to do it all over again. Fly lower at www.lowerheli.com. Okay, boys, we got a wonderful surprise with us today. We have the man, the legend, the owner. Well, co- I guess we'll call it co-owner because I know your wife give really all runs the credit. show. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Bert- the legend shit. I hate <laughs> We've okay, got I'll let you get away with it. Burke Cameron with us. What's happening, man? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? You know, living the dream. Doing pretty good. What's the uh, dream? The dream means what? Recording the episode or just? Yeah. Yeah, That's dude. Cool. At this moment, yeah. that is my dream. Staying up late on a Friday night, recording, talking That's shit. Hey, don't give me this late shit because it's only what, like nine o'clock for you guys. Yes. 9.15, yeah. dude. Nine, <laughs> what is it? 9.15. There? Oh my God. It's so freaking late for you guys. I feel so <laughs> it's like 12.15 in the morning on Saturday. Perfect. See the things I do for my buddies. That's right. No, I'm actually glad to be on the show. It's been a little while and, uh. I've been listening to the show lately. Believe it or not, I haven't missed a single episode for like, let me see, at least three months. Whoa, damn, dude! Nice. Um, I swear to God, and like, I find a lot of the information very helpful, and then I find some stuff that I laugh about. <laughs> I mean, it's just awesome. <laughs> I love it. It's cool. Well, good. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. So you've had things have kind of changed for you as of late. What's yes. that? What's going on? Well, um, <laughs> it's uh, actually been quite of uh, quite a change, to be honest with you. It uh, it was a little scary in the beginning, but uh, um, I'm a little more at ease, I guess you could say. Right now, we just, uh, you know, I basically stopped working for SAB as an employee. Um, you know, I I fulfilled a lot of little things with within the company, like. Um, some aspects of the design and uh, a lot of R&D and a lot of testing and uh, distributor support and just a lot of stuff like writing manuals, all those kinds of things. And uh, so I basically stopped that um, as of the end of last month, end of March, um, for a lot of different reasons. But uh, one of the reasons um, was the fact that uh, I, we've been really busy, believe it or not, with the servo business. Mm-hmm. And the other reason was that we're planning on releasing new blades, and uh, and they're they're there. You know, we're just uh, just a matter of a handful of weeks away from release. Right. So it just kind of made sense. It wasn't uh, you know fair for SAB or myself to continue on. You know, having me as a full-time employee when I really started to get so busy on my own business to kind of continue on that, on that, you know, job. So, uh, so we kind of mutually decided two or three months ago that it would be best that, you know, we kind of set up a date end of, end of March and, um, that gave everybody enough time to kind of make it happen and, and, you know, um, discuss a few things during, you know, about the transition and how things were going to be handled and everything else. And, uh, so here I am, I'm kind of, uh, you know, free from my job duties at SAB, but, um, and, and kind of enjoying myself, uh, working on my own stuff. 
I've had a lot of questions about like, what does that mean? Like, are you like going to start flying other helis or like, no, 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 none of that is changing. Like I'm still going to fly Goblin. I love the models. I have nothing against them. I, I really, truly enjoyed working with those guys. We had a really good time together. We traveled freaking everywhere, dude, like all over the world oh, yeah. together and, and, you know, did a lot of stuff together. We're super good friends. Uh, and I still want to support them. Like I want to fly their stuff. Plus I really enjoy flying their stuff. So, so nothing like is going to change on that front. Like when I go to an event or whatever, people are going to see pretty much nothing different about me. I'm just behind the scenes focusing more on my own stuff. I have a lot of product ideas for the future and, you know, just, just trying to go, grow my own business. That's all. Well, that's but, cool. Uh, it's, yeah. That's really neat that you guys were able to, you know, kind of part ways, but, but maintain a, you know, a good relationship. It seems like stuff goes south so much in this industry whenever that happens. I think it's, uh, it's really good. Cause you, I you mean, know, we, we started, you know, talking about this literally, I don't, I don't even know over six to eight months ago. Um, you know, I've sort of expressed my plans about like coming up with products and all these things. And, you know, this was going to, it basically turned into eventually sort of a full time for me. And, and, uh, and, you know, they initially, they weren't happy about it, but you know, the more we talked about it and the more, the more they saw where I was coming from, the more they sort of understood, you know, my position and, and, uh, and, you know, I would have liked to have done something together with them, but you know, there are a lot of different things that just, you know, just, just, just the stars didn't align to make that happen. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, you know, every, it, it was it was a nice sort of departure. Like everybody, I mean, you know, it was a mutually, um, I guess you could say, we, you know, we all agreed on everything. It wasn't like, you know, we, we didn't leave each other on bad terms or anything like that. I mean, we, you know, we still communicate, you know, on a weekly basis, not on a daily basis like we used to. But, you know, we're still in communication. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Still I mean, they, friends in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, Sweet. So uh, tell me, you switch blades would be the name of your blades, correct? Yeah, that's it. And it's just called Switch. Switch. Simple name. Simple switch. name. Now, uh, tell me, what I mean, what made you, what made you want to do blades? Um, it, it's a long story, but to make it really short, it sort of came after itch went away. That's what happened. Um, you know, when ready, Helly closed doors and Edge went away within a couple of months, we were basically sort of, my wife and I were approached by the owners of funky. And, you know, we've known these people for many years. We, we you know, we're pretty good friends. We see each other you know, at Urcha and, and other places. Um, I've been to Asia and met with them there and whatever. And uh, they just wanted to work with us to kind of develop a new blade and sort of in some kind of partnership uh, uh, situation. And, uh, you know, obviously that for obvious reasons, you know, my wife and I were involved with SAB so heavily that, you know, we turned them down initially. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kind of kept the idea in the back of our minds and we just kept kind of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know, for months and months and months until, you know, we kind of realized, hey, you know, th- this might be a risk because there's so many brands out there. It's it's a tough market. You know, we you know, we, we're going to put our time and effort and and and, you know, get really busy and, and have to 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 move away from from our SAB jobs to 
to do this and, and it might not pay off. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things in life. You kind of take a risk, you know. And so after <clears throat> careful consideration for several months on end, we we both kind of agreed, you know what, let's just give it a shot and see what happens. So um, here we are today. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, it, it kind of it wasn't anything that we truly honestly planned ourselves. It kind of just fell on us as a project that was sort of proposed to us and we just took advantage of it. And, uh, and, you know, and it kind of makes sense too, because I've always been fascinated by blades. Uh, Blades, blades are cool, man. I mean, it, it, you know, here's the thing, like a lot of people ask me, are you going to make your helicopter your own helicopter or whatever, like, you know, there's all this speculation on Facebook, like, oh, Bobby and Bert are going to make a helicopter. Like, I'm not going to comment on that, but here's the thing. To me, there's three things that make helicopters fly the way they do. The servos, the flabberless systems, and the blades. And the blades was the last sort of piece of the puzzle that we were missing from our line of products. Um, I truly, honestly believe that you can make any helicopter fly almost, almost, not the same, but almost the same when you, when you use those three products across different platforms. So I could have a T-Rex fly pretty close to a Goblin, pretty close to a Gowie, pretty close to a Synergy. If I use those three, those three pieces, blades, flabberless, and servos, and if I set them up nearly identical... They will all fly pretty close to the same. They won't be the same, but they will be pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, that's, that's, that's pretty reasonable. Pretty fair. Obviously, you have different CGs, different everything, different powertrains, different reliability, different everything. Um, but in the end, uh, to me, those are the three most important components of any helicopter. So I'm pretty happy where I'm at right now because I've kind of played a big role in developing those those three pieces, I guess you could say, or those three components or those three accessories, or I don't even know how to call them. But, you know, every, every heli that I fly, like basically flies kind of like the way I wanted to fly. So I'm pretty stoked about it. You know, it, it's, it's just cool. And nah, it you're, plan, you're like, it, you're coming out guns a blazing too, because, you know, looking at the lineup you got it from 250 to 800 with night blades and tail blades yep i mean that's awesome usually the blade companies are kind of like yeah we'll give it a try with a 700 and now maybe we'll do some 550s okay here's some 360s but it's it's like full service from the start which is just great well, you know what? I mean, I honestly, truly believe that you have to do it that way. You have to, because there's a lot of there. There are a lot of good blades out on the market. You know, a lot of good blades on the market. But if you only have two sizes or three sizes or whatever, then what happens when you you're just as a business? And now I'm just talking strictly as a business owner. As a business owner. What happens when your customer has to try a different set or a different brand because you don't make the size they're looking for? Oh, yeah, dude. You're you're opening the door for that pilot or that customer to go and try the next brand. Be like, oh, well, this brand A doesn't have the size I want, so I'll stick with that on my 700, but I'm going to use brand B on my 550. 
all and of a sudden you start taking liking. a liking to brand B. Yep. You know, and and that's the end of a that. goes away. Yep, exactly. So I think that's the only way to do it. So I'm going to have like everything from 250 size plates to 800 plus size plates and everything in between. Sure, there's a couple of sizes that are sort of odd that I'm not going to have right off the bat, but I'm working on having those two. Now, what I'm working about, on what about blades? three blades? We need three. Three, three bladed, three blades, two. Um, that's not coming immediately right off the bat, but that's already in the works, and that'll follow about two or three months later. Yeah. Speed um, blades. Speed blades. What's that? <laughs> speed uh, speed blades. blades are coming. <laughs> those are going to be called the SB version of my blades. And uh, P, uh, PF for precision flight blades, which is kind of F3C version. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, X- there you go. XF, which is extreme flight, which is like the smack sort of like version of the blades. Mm-hmm. And what else was it? The night blades, of course. Mm-hmm. What else? I think that's about all I have planned for now. Yeah. But that's so, all that's so there, me. But that's there's a, a standard blade too, right, Bert? That's kind of like... Sport pilot, mild 3D, right? Um, I wouldn't call it sport or mild 3D because honestly, I, I probably shouldn't say this because I'm going to kill my own cells in the XFs, but I like the standard blades even better than the XFs. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. It's just that like, if you're really into the smack sort of style of flying, you will find the XFs more suitable to your flying style because they're a lot more nimble off center. Mm-hmm. They're more reactive, whatever. But the standard blades I like the most because, you know, I've been doing a lot of like big flying. Into yeah, my it's a, it's a good, you split the difference between big air and 3D. Yeah, exactly. If I was just smacking it the whole time, definitely the XFs are a lot of fun. But when I want to go just super big and do just stupid, stupid big stuff, the regular ones track a little bit better. So, yeah, I lose a little bit of that nimbleness around center and that, like, quick reaction on the cyclic. But, again, you know, nowadays with the flyberless systems, dude, you, you can adjust, you whatever, oh. you, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. time frame, what are we looking at? I will have a few sets at the Huntsville Fun Fly in Alabama um, this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, full release, I'm expecting first week in uh, May. Oh, okay. So, For like all re- the sizes? All the sizes. Everything's coming all at wow. once. So yeah. hold on. Let me let me get you to repeat that again. You're saying the retailers will actually have all of the sizes in stock yes. when it's released? Yes. Including absolutely. the new 380s. The ones for yes. the Goblin 380? 383 millimeter main blades. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. That is and those awesome. are really Those are really cool, dude. I... I developed those blades myself. It took me like uh, a month of like everyday flying and making changes. And I think I got a pretty, pretty good blade. I'm really happy with them. Sweet. Yeah, I can't wait to give those a try. And then finally another brand that has something bigger than a 700. I need more 750 variety for my 770 goblins. Yes, yes. Yeah, I know you like that 770 thing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the thing. He, he loves that big and slow. <laughs> yeah, I like it too, but it's just, yeah, it's big and slow. I big agree. and yeah. slow. <laughs> so, uh, so what's up with, how's Spartan doing these days? Um, it, It's actually really good. They, uh, 
It's kind of funny you mentioned that because they just came up with a uh, like a special sort of uh, uh, they call it a trade in special. And mm-hmm. uh, basically they're having it just started like yesterday. And uh, Angelos, the owner of Spartan, kind of told me, hey, w- we want to do this or whatever. And like initially I was kind of hesitating about it because I don't like the whole idea behind it. But uh, it, it's it's working really well. I mean, a lot of people have reacted. Yeah, very positively. We got to it. junk coming in from every direction. <laughs> yeah. So basically, any flabberless system that any like any flabberless system, like it doesn't matter what it is. I know this. I say the word funny, by the way. But any flabberless system that anybody wants to send in, they get a uh, credit, and then they can buy a Spartan Vortex VX1E unit for one hundred nineteen ninety nine. Damn, so, dude. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a good deal. So like, and we're accepting everything, dude. Like even like an old piece of junk, like freaking gyro, like tail gyro, like oh. like non flabberless. Just just like a tail gyro. Like you could send in your old Futaba two forty or a four oh four oh one or like an Align freaking tail gyro. An Align three G. Uh, Does that count? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the original three G as well. Like anything, anything that's either a flabberless. Or a telgyro. Obviously, uh, it has to be like a real telgyro, not like one of those freaking twenty-year-old like yeah mechanical things. But like a <laughs> <laughs> you know your traditional like heading hole telgyro, like you know the old Futabas, the old Aligns, anything like that. Wow. Even the same Spartan, old Spartan stuff like the old DS seven sixty or the old Quarks mm-hmm. or yeah uh, uh, Giet. Uh, what was it? what was the other company called way back in the day? GSM, wasn't it? I forgot. Oh wow, um, I have a, yeah, the, the GSM. What what was it? GS, GSM headlock or something like that. Yeah, I thought it was GSM. I can't remember, but yeah, anything that's like a heading hole gyro, it's accepted as a trait towards this like price. So it's a good deal. It's a really good deal, I think. Man, yeah, one thing that I think is really cool uh, for all you Facebook people. That's awesome. Angelus is really active on Facebook, and it's cool because he's always putting up like his his personal projects that he's tinkering on that that kind of have to do with Spartan, and so you get to see a lot of uh, a lot of the smaller stuff kind of being developed, the ideas, and then coming all the way into production. Just following him, like uh, that really sweet little uh, EC three power adapter that he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know that true. It, there's something that people were just dying to have. And as soon as he put it up, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's the best way to do this. This is crazy. And it's just really neat to be able to to follow along. You don't get to do that with a lot of companies. I agree. I agree. You know, Angelos is such a freaking super cool dude, man. Like, he's like the biggest, like, geek in the world. Like, he reminds me of my kid. You know, my son, he's 18 years old. And he's like this huge like geek. He's just a complete freaking nerd. <laughs> and Angelos is like him and Angelos can go at each other for like he's just Angelos is like probably and I, I'm not exaggerating like this is just my opinion, but he's one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He's I mean I consider my myself a pretty average intelligence sort of person. I mean I went to college and you know I have an engineering degree and everything. Angelos is just amazing, dude. Like everything that like I ask him about electronic circuitry or like software like he's just super smart like and he's passionate like he loves what he does like he could just spend 
three days without any sleep just because he has this thing in the back of his mind and he wants to get to work on it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. He's a super cool dude. So, um, you know, as we all know, like, it's not a secret. The Spartan hasn't really, I mean, it, it, I couldn't say hasn't taken off. It's just not as popular as the other units because he came into the market a little late. But, yeah. uh, the market's kind of saturated too, I would say, don't you think? It is. It is. And, and you know, flabberless is kind of funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier today about flabberless stuff. And he's like, it. I was just telling him, you know, flabberless is like, it's, it's the hardest, most difficult thing to sell to anybody. Because, you know, you might buy a new heli or whatever, and you'll probably try a new set of blades just to see what they do. And you might hate them and give them away or sell them or crash them. Um, same with servos, same with a lot of other stuff. But when it comes to flabberless stuff, you you don't want to experiment with anything new. You're accustomed to your, you know, I don't know, your Bavarian Demon or your, you know, V-Bar or whatever it is. You don't, why would you want to change that and learn something entirely different? Well, there, Dude, I think you, you new, haven't yeah. been listening to the show long enough, have you? <laughs> well, <laughs> because uh, might Nick, be a little bit more Nick adventurous. But that's kind of what Nick does. You know, there's a there's an intimidation factor to it. And and it's a big, you know, okay, so let's say you spend what Nick does. I know I, I know you guys pick on Nick. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> that's okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. Well, Keep going. You're right. You know, there's a commitment that comes along with a new a new fly barless unit. You can go out and spend, you know, 130 bucks on a set of blades, bolt them on, and in a flight or two you're going to know if you're going to like them and those are going to be the ones or not. I mean, you can you can make a very rapid assessment. But with you know, with flybarless, you spend 200 bucks on a new flybarless unit, you are committing yourself to I mean, if you really want to do it right, 50 flights worth of setup, tweaking, tuning, reading, trying this, can't figure this out. Okay, now I got to do more research interpreting. To yeah, and yeah. what did they oh, really absolutely. mean by that funky terminology that that they use? So there? I think people are they are they're skeptical because uh, it's human nature to be intimidated by what you don't know. No, I agree, and it takes it. It there's a learning curve. There's a huge. I don't care how easy the system is, who makes it, or whatever, how much it costs. There is a huge learning curve. I mean, you have to dedicate. I mean, you could be the smartest guy in the world. You could do PID. You could know PID inside and out. You probably tried four flyerless, five, six, seven different units, and you're on your seventh or eighth unit. But it's still going to take you, at the best case scenario, about one to two hours to set it up, and like you said, twenty, thirty flights to get it dialed in. If you get it dialed into where you're happy, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah, it's a huge commitment. So it's the hardest thing to sell. But, uh, you know, what we're finding is, is that uh, with, with the Spartan, you know, a lot of the people that try it, if, if they have it set up right, they end up going back and getting their second unit. And that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. um, it does have a different feel from everything else. And, you know, and to be quite honest with you, back in the day, if you would have asked me the same question a year, a year ago, I probably wouldn't have told you because there's some things I don't like to talk about, but I would have. But in retrospect, looking back, I would have probably, I, I would have thought a year ago, I would have told you, you know what? I honestly think, you know, this other unit flies better than this unit. 
Mm-hmm. And I could have told you, no, this unit is far superior in terms of software, not hardware, but software. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, um, after flying, uh, as much as I've flown so many different units, I can tell you without any doubt, there is no unit that is better than others. Yeah. It's, it's all about the setup and it's all about your perception of the flying mm-hmm. and how you get used to the way it flies and the style that it gives you or the the feel that it gives you. And that's and, it. Um, and how it tunes too, right, Bert? Yeah. That's a big yeah. one too. Yeah. And here's the thing, like I flew a buddy of mine's uh Goblin seven hundred with a V bar uh two weekends ago at a little event we had here at Torches. And uh and I I loved V bar. I thought V bar was the best thing there was ever, and I hated how it flew. And and I, don't get me wrong, I'm not putting V bar down. V bar is a great system. I can't say anything bad about it. But what I'm getting at is I've gotten so used to the feel of the Spartan that when I went to fly the V bar, it really felt awkward to me. Yep. And and with that being said, I could go and fly that for twenty or thirty flights, and I'll be back in tune with it. But but you kind of get this, you kind of get accustomed to the feel of the system once it's tuned yep. properly. Yep. And even though it doesn't feel the same as what you were flying be- before, over time, you get so used to it that you can't go back again. So, but, but like you said, it, you, you nailed it. There's a commitment there. You, you have to go through all that process to reach that point where you're truly happy and satisfied with it. And a lot of people don't want to go through that. And you know what? I don't blame them. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I have to be honest. I mean, it, it, it does take some time. So that's why it's difficult to sell somebody on a flyer. Well, and it's not just the unit too. I mean, it's the, it's the product support that goes along with it are the, uh, I mean, as much as we, we kind of cringe at forums, you know, but okay, is there an active discussion mm-hmm. group for my fly barless unit that I can mm-hmm. bounce ideas off? Are of? there firmware updates yeah, that happen when the users identify issues? I mean, that's a big one too. Yeah. yeah. I, People I are not shy about saying, hey, I love this except for these three things. Can you please fix it? Yeah. And <laughs> sometimes the companies aren't responsive to that either because they don't have the manpower to support it or they can't figure out how to fix it. Now, the one thing that I'm going to talk highly positive about the Spartan is their hardware. Um, And I don't want to put anybody else down, but I can tell you that the Spartan has a very, very robust hardware. And I get asked by a lot of people, you know, what are the differences between the E unit and the N unit? Well, they have different sensors. One sensor is more resilient to vibration. The other sensor is just your more traditional MEMS sensor, whatever. But when it comes to the actual hardware on the units, mm-hmm. they, they're they extremely, extremely robust. I mean, you're talking about, uh, you know, a, a, a very powerful, very robust power bus, which is very important to, you know, for instance, the Vortex has two separate regulators um, inside the unit itself, one for the vortex itself and one for the satellites for the people that are running spectrum. Mm-hmm. Each right. regulator has a hundred UF capacitor. So the total energy stored on those things is four times more than the energy stored on the most popular flabberless system. So if you're looking at like reliability hardware wise, you're going to get it with the vortex. 
And that's, um, man, that is important. I have replaced uh, not the current brand that I'm flying, but the uh, previous current brand uh, have pretty consistently failed two to three flights after a crash. Like you crash yeah, it, everything yeah. seems fine. <laughs> two flights later, you plug it in, it doesn't work again, and it's dead. You know, one complaint I hear from people, uh, which is kind of important because it has a little bit to do with my servos, is, you know, some people say, well, your servos use a lot of current and all this. And, uh, you know, uh, my BEC or my system can't handle your servos. A lot of times it has nothing to do with the BEC. It has to do with the flabberless unit they're running because <laughs> it just doesn't have a very powerful bus. Yep. And Yep, and uh, you know I know that some of the units that are there they're using forty-seven UF capacitors, which is really really tiny. So uh, it, you know, a lot of times it doesn't matter what kind of uh, regulator you have in place or BEC. You know, you could have the best BEC the money can buy, or or the best. Uh, you know, you can run a straight two-cell lipo. You know, forty-five C two-cell lipo with. You know, I don't care, like, eight-gauge wire, you know, wire if you want, <laughs> but who cares? The, the, minute it, the, the minute it enters that unit, you're channeling all that energy through a very tiny piece of copper. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and when you couple that with Still bottleneck the, the system. Yeah, and you couple that with a regulator because you're running Spectrum and two satellites, and you're in trouble. So, so that's one good thing about the Vortex that I can really vouch for because I've tried a lot of units out there. They do have a very robust hardware. So, you know, and again, it depends on what you're running. I mean, I know people running Futaba and, uh, or other systems that don't use the satellites, just JR or Futaba, whatever else. And, you know, they don't have a problem because they're not, you know, their units don't have to convert and regulate the voltage down to the satellites. And there's, you know, it's just a different ballgame. But yeah. But most of the people running Spectrum, when they have complaints about brownouts and things like that, they have to look at what they're using, they're, what they're running for their flabberless system, because that can play a huge role in, in, you know, in having issues like that. So, so what, do you think the, uh, what do you think this coming season holds for Spartan? God, dude, if I only knew. I, I don't know. I, I just I, – I really wish – Angelo's the best, and I'm trying to do my best to help him the best I can. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope it gains more and more popularity. Um, the only thing I can say is is that I hope it does because he really deserves it, and because we're really trying very hard to make people realize that it's a solid unit, you know. And and, and like you were saying before about customer service, he does provide good customer service. We do too. Like I. I take pride. I mean, we don't sleep. You know, like this is not unusual for me to be awake at one in the morning. Like <laughs> we, we don't, don't sleep. <laughs> we answer emails any time of the day. Like I have a couple of guys helping me with tech support here in the U.S. and my wife is doing all the accounting and I'm doing a lot of R and D and and some of the business stuff. And and we we just we don't we don't have a normal schedule. We don't you know we don't believe in eight to five. We this is our lifestyle. This is what we do. You know, we take a lot of time off and we go hang out and we ride our motorcycles and we go flying and we go whatever. But believe it or not, every half an hour, we're back in our phones, checking emails and taking care of business. We we have good customer service and, and so does Angelo. So I I hope that that goes a long ways in proving that, you know, 
at least we're worth a try when it comes to the unit. I can't tell you where this is going as far as, you know, if if Spartan is going to take more of the market, but I really hope it does because, you know, there's a really nice group of people behind it that are willing to support the product all the way. Yeah. You know? Well, it's so, awesome. I know he's made, even from just when it was released, you know, he, he's been good about the updates um, I'd like to see, I'd love to see the official release of the, of the electric governor. It is. Well, here's the thing, like he, and this is actually an interesting question. Cause I talked, talked to him about it the other day. Like we actually casually, coincidentally, we had a Skype meeting a couple days ago and, uh, <clears throat> he's such a perfectionist. Like it, the, the governor, uh, thing is working flawlessly. But he's just unhappy about some code instruction within the software, and he wants to wait until he gets that 100% perfected before he makes it a uh, an actual release, like, you know, just stable release. Mm -hmm. But the beta version that is out there is working really, really well. Like, And here's the thing. The beta version, which a lot of people have asked me, well, I don't want to run it until it's a stable release, the final release. But here's the thing. The beta version... It's a stable release plus the governor function. So in other words, like the only thing that's beta is the governor function. Yeah, none of the you know actual I mean? like, yeah. gyro stuff is beta. Yeah, that's exactly. all clean so and clear. Like, yeah. It's not like your heli is gonna freak out because some like something in the control loop is wrong and this no, it's it's just okay, your governor might like show a glitch or whatever, which I don't even think it will. It's more of a like cleaning up the code. You know, for those who know about coding, I used to be a coder myself. I used to work on a lot of code. It's more about cleaning the code, what he wants to do. But to be honest with you, he could just, like, release it right now and call it stable, and it would be just fine. It really does eye. work. Man, I mean, I've flown it, and it is solid, Gov. Holy cow. Uh, the it does. He wants to. He wants to change a couple of things about like the auto rotation bell out that he doesn't have perfected sort of like stuff like that. But like it does work well. It, mm -hmm. it is working well. So and the software is yeah. really nice. I mean that's another thing. I've I've flown units with great software. I've flown units with horrible, slow, laggy, unstable software. <laughs> yep, and they. You know, the user interface on it is, it's a really good job. And the, the data pod. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, the ability to do the live tuning with the data pod was probably one of my personal favorite features. Just yeah, to live tuning, you know, it happens instantaneously. And um, <clears throat> some people don't know the fact that the Spartan is uh, using a standard uh, uh, rate of 333 hertz for cyclic servos. Mm -hmm. um and uh and and uh one microsecond step that band for instruction for the cyclic servos which is faster than a lot of uh, other systems out there so um and the processor is pretty pretty fast as well i'm not supposed to disclose um you know the clock rate and anything like that or the hertz of the the bits of the processor or anything like that but it, it is i could tell you it is it is up there like it's it is something that can carry him hardware-wise for at least the next two or three years. It's yeah, not a fan. That's good to so, know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, that's, that's important yeah. because if you got to stop in the middle of a production run 
to do an update because you've hit the the limit of the hardware capability. That's a that's a big dent. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's funny because like my newer servos, like the eight thousand the brushless series that I released, mm-hmm. um, they have slightly better than one microsecond dead band. And I was setting up a helicopter for a buddy of mine not long ago, and he had another flywireless system, which I'm not going to mention. And when I went to the swatch menu and I started tri- uh, adjusting the servo trim, like I could see that it took like two or three clicks um, to, on the trim setting on the flywireless system to make the servo move. And uh, I immediately noticed that, you know what, that unit itself is not, it, it's, it's got, it, it doesn't keep up with the servo. Whereas when I when I go to the trim menu on the Spartan, one point on the trim menu on like the swatch menu where you trim the servos, you know, one point is making my brushless servos move. So that's telling me that the Spartan is matching the dead band of the servo. That's mm-hmm. a that's a good thing, you know. So yeah, that's it, awesome. it's cool. I really like the unit. I really really like it. Super happy with it. Battery packs are an expensive investment for all of us. And let's face it, once you hit that magic go button on your charger, the health and safety of your battery packs is completely out of your hands. No other charger do I have more faith in to take care of my precious batteries than Revelectrix chargers. The vast amount of charging options that Revelectrix offers gives me the confidence that I can program my dual power lab to charge my packs both reliably and quickly. Give your batteries a chance at being the best that they can be with a power lab today. Thanks, Nick. For more information, visit www.revelectrics.com and click on the Revo USA store. Well, you mentioned you mentioned your new servos, so let's let's talk about those. Um, the 8,002s, they, they've been, they've been on the market for like a couple of months now. And, uh, when I released the, you guys know I'm a coreless guy. Yeah. I was going to go there. I am still a hardcore coreless guy. I still most of my (laughs) helis. Hey, I'm such a bad salesman. It's not even funny. Don't buy the brushless guys. Don't spend the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Nice. But no, oh. I mean, the people that want brushless, you know, the beauty of brushless is you can program the servo so it has a softer boot up and self-protect. I mean, longer lasting, all kinds of different features. I mean, they're super cool. Um, you know, the, the, the dead band is lower. You know, we're talking half of one microsecond, 32-bit processor on the servo. I mean, they're, they're freaking awesome. But... Uh, yeah, they're they're doing great. People love them. I mean, some of the guys in my local field, a uh, buddy of mine got a set like not long ago. He's like, dude, I can't believe how they boot up. They're like, yeah, they, uh, you know, they they run a self check. They see if they're binding, and if they don't, they have a very slow spool up. So they they center themselves. I think I believe it's one or two second instruction to the centering point. I mean, they're they're cool. Wait a minute. But, so uh, they you said they have a slow spool up, Bert. Which means, yep. for example, if you know how like the fly barless systems, when they initialize, they kind of kick the servo back and forth. Are you Correct. saying it will lessen how hard it kicks the servo no, because it's no, slow it, spooling? No, no, it won't because it happens before the fly system actually goes through its cycle and, and actually initializes itself. 
Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. The, the yeah, second the power initial. gets put on them. Yeah, it's the it's the very first power, like you know, okay. plug in sort of. As soon as the servo sees a, a signal, it'll check to see if there's a binding condition or whatever, a resistance. And if if there is, it won't boot up. But if there isn't, it'll slowly bring itself up to the center pulse that you have configured on your flybarless system. So if your center pulse is like 1550 or whatever, um, you know, milliseconds, it'll, it'll bring itself to that center point within like, I think it's a second or two seconds or something like that. That's awesome, dude. Nice. But yeah, but I'm still a cordless guy, You've obviously flown both the brushless and the cordless and we know you're a cordless guy, but uh, can you can you tell the difference between the brushless and the coreless on a similar model? Not anymore. Not, Not anymore. anymore. Yeah, I mean, no. I remember looking at no. the specs a while back when they came out, and the coreless and brushless do have similar specs, right? I can. Yeah, they're really close to each other. That the coreless servos that I have are, I believe, 0.049 milliseconds or whatever, and the the new uh, the new brushless the 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 8002s are 0.056 mm-hmm. seconds. So, so it, pretty it, damn it, close. Yeah, they're they're really really close. I, I really can't tell. What I can notice with the brushless is slightly better centering. And, okay. And the only way, the only maneuvers when I can notice that is if I'm doing really big air stuff and I do a very fast sort of cyclic transition, when I let go of the cyclic, I can tell that it's locking me in exactly where I'm at. Whereas the other one is not quite as accurate because the centering step is like uh, the dead band is a little bit greater. Okay. It's an, you know, but it, it's, they're so close, dude. I mean, it, it, Again, I'm a poor salesman because, like, if if I had to buy my own stuff, I, well, I kind of do, but <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I I have I, okay, so I have I have 27 helicopters that are ready to fly. Oh in my, home my right now. Yes. Yeah, I have 27 helicopters. Um, I have. Uh, I'm not exaggerating here. I'm actually almost kind of looking at them right now. I have 18 goblins that are all ready to fly. Oh, dude. (laughs) Wow. And and two of them have brushes. Nick Nick just peed a little. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Holy cow. I'm I'm not kidding. But I'm a hoarder, too. Like, I I don't, like, take helis apart or sell them. (laughs) He's just piling them up in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you really, like, if you were given the stuff for free, would you really take it apart and sell it? No. Yeah, no. I true, never true. sell anything like what I end up doing is like a lot of times when it's time to move on and like, say I have an outdated model. A lot of times I'll just put it away, but other times I'll just go to the flying field and pick a lucky person and be like, here you go, dude, it's yours. And they go like, what do you mean? It's like, it's yours, dude. Just fucking go fly it. Have fun. And they just get their <laughs> pants. And they have a ball. But, but you know, why nice. would I sell any, why would I sell something that was given to me for free? I would never, I would never do that. You know, I have people say, I want to buy this from you. I'm like, dude, you can have it. Like, I don't, you know, I, have done so much R and D work for so many different companies, you know, starting with, you know, miniature aircraft, you know, 12 years ago and moving on to a line and, and outrage and, and SAB. I, I've gotten so many helis over the years. I don't, 
I don't I don't sell my stuff. I just either keep it or give it to somebody that really wants it or needs it. You know. Yeah, that's cool. But so out of all those helis, I have two that have brushless servos. Everything else is cordless. <laughs> Everything else. Wow. So I'd say you are of, an yeah. official cordless fanboy. Yeah. 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 I just. I don't know, man. They're simple. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting more into the brushless stuff because I'm making them now, obviously, and I want to showcase them, and I think they, they look cool. But other than that, like, I don't see the reason. Like, it, I, again, I'm such a poor salesman because I should be telling people get the cordless. But the, the, I mean, the brushless. But the cordless work well. They really do. And like, for somebody that wants, it's a big money difference, man. I mean, you're talking. My cordless are 300. If you go and buy other brand brushless, you're looking at five, six hundred bucks. It's a big difference. Yeah, for the for the set, you're right. Yeah, yeah, for the yeah, it's a it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, and that's a hard. I mean, that's a big chunk to swallow when uh, you know when you're when you're doing that new build. But then for some people, it's like, hey, I want the best of the best, and and there's no, you know, they don't mind doing it. But it's cool yeah. that there are options. That's yeah, always the nice. option. That's the important part. You got to yeah, got I, the ability I, to choose. I agree, and uh, and you know, again, I'm a poor salesman, but you know, there's a lot of good servos out there. Not just BK. There's a lot of good servo companies. I can't say absolutely anything bad or negative about anybody. I mean, you know, some have better service, customer service than others. Some have better availability than others. Some have better price than others, but. As far as the quality that's out there, dude, it's just amazing. Like everybody's putting out a really good product. I mm-hmm. think servos have really, I mean, they've they've gone up. They went up over the last couple of years in strength and speed. But I mean, a, a lot of them went up. I I think that's very reasonable what you said. I don't even know of, I mean, any of the normal names that are bad like they used to be. Yeah, I, what I was going to say to that, add to that, Nick, is I feel like, and maybe this is just a perception, but the reliability has gone up as well. Yes. Because yeah, I can remember, you know, four or five or so years ago, people were had issues with different brands of servos and, you know, they were pulling too much current and burning out or they died after the first 20 flights. And I'm not, I'm not thinking about a specific brand, but just in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's still there's still there's still a consistent amount of failure rate out there, but I do agree with you that it has dropped considerably. Considerably. I mean, you're talking like I don't know, one percent, half of one percent failure rate, which for consumer electronics, especially a servo, it's it's really good. So yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. So uh so what are your plans for this summer? Um I mean, where if people want to go see all of this stuff in person, you know, check out the blades, check out the Spartan, check out your servos. Where are you going to be? Well, we're going to be at Huntsville next, uh, this coming weekend. Uh, I believe what what day is today? Monday officially, I guess. Friday. So fr- is it oh, Friday? Well, well it's, yeah. Well, it's, okay. it's, it's As the Monday, listeners are listening, yeah. it's Monday. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> um. 17th, 18th, 19th of April, I'll be at Huntsville, Alabama. That's their annual um, event. I've been going there for about 10 years. It's a great event. Can't miss it. I hope the weather cooperates. It looks a little crappy, but um, we'll be there. This will be kind of like our first event with the Blades, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. And then um, 
I was going to go to uh, Detroit, which is a big event. Uh, Daryl Bell, Big D, puts on that event. But oh, I have yeah. my kids' graduation that weekend, so I can't go there. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but then we will be at the 3D Cup in France. Um, we're a sponsor there this year, which will be great. And that's in France, uh, I believe, late June or whatever. And then, um, you know, I'm going to be at other events like uh, uh, an event in Toronto, the Toronto Fun Fly in July. And then, of course, Urcha. Mm-hmm. Um, Urcha will be big this year for us. We're trying to put on a really good show there and, like, you know, come in full force and support everybody and bring all our product and this is the first year. This is the first year you will actually be doing your own thing at Urcha, right? I mean, yeah, last, just your stuff. Yeah, I remember last year my wife and I were handling SAB and BK a- stuff. And, it was yeah, wild. you you yeah. had a BK in a and a Spartan tent next to SAB, but it was all sort of combined, right? Man, we were no, it was BK and Spartan on one tent, and right next door to it, it was SAB. Was SAB? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we had to set up both tents every morning and turn down every night. And it was just, we were going nuts. So, yeah, this year we're just focusing on BK stuff. So we'll have servos, Spartan blades, and anything else we come up with until then. And, uh, you know, we'll, Angelos is supposed to be back. So he'll be there answering people's questions and whatever. You know, if anybody has a setup question or anything they need, they can come over. They're more than welcome. We'll have a little sitting, chilling area. We'll be... Giving people drinks, maybe not adult drinks, but <laughs> drinks. And, <laughs> nice, uh, nice. And they can come and hang out and, you know, ask questions and just hang out. So it should be fun. It should be a really cool time. Sweet. And, That'll uh, be great. But a lot of stuff in the works. You know, I got uh, Courtney Pruitt. She goes by Cassine Weaver on mm-hmm. the forums and Facebook. And uh, she's our team manager for this year. So she's. She's uh, taking care of the BK team, so we just started a formal BK servo team and a formal Spartan USA team, and obviously a Switch team and all this kind of stuff, so that's kind of cool. Nice, um, dude. Yeah, so... It's kinda, all coming together, and it's quick. Yeah, trying to make it come together. It's not easy, but it uh, it's, it's kind of starting to kind of take shape, so I'm really happy and excited about it, so... That's great. Yeah. So are you going to try the blades? Absolutely. Oh, oh hell definitely. yeah, dude. Well, I know Nick cannot, but what about the rest of you guys? Hey, <laughs> I'm still RC Heli Nation blood here, buddy. Are you really? So, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> there is nothing Justin wrong. Justin loves me picking on people. It's awesome. I fucking love <laughs> There's it. There's nothing. You have to know your competition, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. sure. No, I'm happy about the place. You know why? Because here's the thing. Like, I hear all these stories. I don't want to put anybody down, but here's the thing. Like, Justin, you're an engineer, right? Are you mechanical? Aerospace. Aerospace. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Okay. What about, like, Nick? You're not an engineer, are you? Nope. But Jesse. I am. I'm, mechan- I'm mechanical. Mechanical. Yeah. So you guys know about, like, wind tunnels and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So... Here's the thing. I want to pick your brain. It'll just take a few seconds. So how much testing can you do in a wind tunnel with a blade? With the rotor blade for an RC helicopter flying 3D. I'm curious. What's your take on that? Oh, I, I think it all depends on what you're trying to do. Okay, I think you're the designing, wind tunnel could designing. be very useful. 
here's the question. You're designing a blade for 3D. How much help are you going to get out of a wind, wind tunnel? I'm going to take we're the not, backseat not, to the pros here. <laughs> we're not we're not designing a blade for a full-scale helicopter that is going to fly straight and forward. Yeah, for, for 3D, the wind tunnel's not going to do much for you. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. All I want to say is these blades are, there's no gimmicks. We're not talking about this super-duper, super-engineered wind tunnel testing thing. I'm not going to lie about it. There's none of that stuff behind the scenes going on here. I get what you're getting at now. This is just a no-gimmicks blade that has been tested by really good pilots, seat of the pants, doing hardcore 3D, which cannot be simulated in any wind tunnel anywhere in the world. I don't care what anybody says. And, and you know what? That's well. I, I, Yeah. So that's a really good point because as an aerospace engineer, it's something that's somewhat frustrating to me when I look, look at how the industry does these sorts of things. They're not full scale helis. They don't, uh, they don't often behave the same as full scale helis because they're operating in, in different regimes of flow. And yeah, 3D is something that is incredibly difficult to model. So you can't absolutely, model dude, yeah. you can't you've got to go and fly it in its application. It's like, I, I mean, I don't know if you heard um, the little chat that we had on the last episode about the three blades and efficiency. It's not about efficiency. Three blades aren't more efficient, but even if they were, it doesn't make a difference. It's about how it feels in the application. Yeah. Uh, I listen to that show and people are saying, oh, it's more efficient. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Far more inefficient. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but what does it feel like? It's all about the feel. It feels freaking weird. I had to give you <laughs> shit about that, Nick, because you're so sold on the three. Oh, I shit. love it. Uh, I know you are. Oh, like, so. Okay. Yeah. I want to hear. So, so you I do or you don't like the three blade. I hate it. I freaking think it sucks. Really? Really? Yeah, I don't like it. But here's the thing. Like, why? So hold on, hold on. You can't. You you got to substantiate your claim, dude. I can't substan substantiate it. I, I it, it it okay. So like, how Stacy loves it. A lot of people like. There's lots of people out there that love it. I can't say anything bad about it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it doesn't suit me. Doesn't suit my flying style. I'm like, I like to do a lot of big air stuff. I don't do anything technical anymore. I'm like, I've, I haven't been flying, like trying to like improve my skill set in years. Cause I've been so focused on testing R and D and everything else. And your mindset when you're doing that kind of flying is completely different than when you're just doing proficient proficiency type flying, you know? Um, in fact, I haven't even passed the proficiency freaking levels from RC. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just kidding. But what I'm saying is, like, it, it just doesn't suit my style. Like, I, I'll do big air, but I'll do some smack. And when I do the smack, I just don't. I think, and and I have to be honest about this. I think it's it, a lot of it is like a mental thing because I don't. It just doesn't wow me. It, it just doesn't have that pop. I'm gonna that. I'm gonna counter your your statement with. I think that the potential is there, but I think that the the blade choice and the blade design is in its infancy. And I think that, uh, how do I put this and still say PC and, and maintain everything? 
Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, I think we have a, a lot of work and there's a lot of room for improvement with the blades. How about that? Absolutely. Because I mean, it, it has to be looked at completely different. Stuff that's important on a two blade is not important on a three blade. And I think once some companies get a little more like, oh, hey, I can do this and I can make better blades than you and get as competitive as they are in two blade, but get it that way in three blade, I think that it'll, it's going to completely change. And um, I hope to see, I mean, I, I hope that you take it and say, all right, I don't like it the way I flew it before, but no, I'm going to find out a way to make it fly yes, the way yeah, I want. Exactly. And and I will, and I will, because I, I, it's a challenge and I love challenges. That's like freaking, that's, I, I, I thrive, uh, when, when I get challenged with something and I, and I, and I, and I agree with you freaking 500%. Like I, I know that it, the performance is strictly related to the blades that you have on that helicopter. And I'm not trying to put SAB blades down by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I've flown SAB blades for the last, God, since too, late 2011, and I love their blades. They're really good blades. I cannot say anything bad about them. But I do agree with you. There's a lot of room for improvement in the three-bladed three um, set or whatever you want to call it, design. Mm -hmm. um, and I do agree that that could make or break the way uh, the, the way the three blade rotor head flies. Yes. And yep. and 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 I, I will experiment with different airfoils and different CGs and court wise, span wise CG and all kinds of stuff to see what can be done. Different tips, different everything. Um, I don't believe in tapered designs. I don't think that works for what we're doing. I think taper design sucks in my eyes. It just all it does is just, just creates more. Okay, like Justin will correct me with this. <laughs> yeah, the I was gonna say, uh, be careful. You have entered uh, potential correction but, zone. <laughs> but this is my take. Like just because I'm I'm looking at it from a practical standpoint. Sure, if I go back and I look at paper, you know, I can do the math and understand, realize, and agree that and on paper a tapered airfoil would be more efficient. But seat of the pants, man, that's what I'm going after here because I can do a lot of maneuvers and I can feel a difference where your traditional non-tapered design feels better, at least to me, and I might be wrong, but it feels better to me than the tapered design. So I'm not even going to go that route, but I'm going to play with different airfoils Different in ACA airfoils, different tips, different this, different yep. that, and see different overall weights, not just the span wise or the court YCG. Court YCG, you can play with much, but um, span YCG, you can in overall weights to see what different effects you get. Because, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. and see, dude, that's, I, I'm with you 100%. There's, I, I'm not going to refute that because it's a completely valid argument. I mean, yes. The, the, you know, the physics and the aerodynamics that govern how these things operate are the same, whether it's a little blade or a big blade. But again, it's all it's all about what you're doing with it. It's all about exactly. the application. And the minute you start flipping and rolling and tick tocking, uh, the turbulence that you generate around the rotor is so violent and so inconsistent and so 
I don't even know how to put it, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That you, yeah. They don't. That, they don't design blades to go from 14 positive to 14 <laughs> negative instantly. And you're not going to find a full-scale heli that does that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is moving, you know, changing so directions completely in a split second. Yeah. You got to employ the physics and the engineering side of it to get a basis. You know, the what's the fundamental approach to designing the blade? That's not different. Well, and but I... Once, once you get to what the basic form looks like, you then have to start tuning it to what's going to work for the application. And yep. I mean, 3D is a huge wild card. Now, if we're talking speed, that's quite a bit closer to what you would expect to see uh, flow regime wise to an actual full scale. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then you might want to employ some of the more standard design techniques. But But 3D, absolutely. man... Absolutely. You got to do what feels Speed. good. Feet flying, and even and even F three C flying to a degree, you can employ the more standard techniques and yes. be very successful at it. But three D, man, that's just an animal of its own. I mean, it, it's yeah, you it, you, you have to get several dozen good pilots and give them two or three different blades and say which one flies the the best and you would be surprised if you were to take those three sets of blades, A, B, and C, back to a wind tunnel because the one that those pilots pick is not going to be the most efficient blade in that wind tunnel. Yeah. Right. Right. It's incredible. It it's just changes the ball game completely. Completely. So, yeah. It's fascinating stuff. Cool man. It, stuff. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Well, and really I can is. appreciate I can appreciate you just being upfront about it and being like, dude, you want to know how I'm making good blades? I'm flying the piss out of them. That's yeah. right. And <laughs> it's and I don't it's called trial and error, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and as much as as much as this this may sound like I'm just trying to like, you know, start a war against my competitors. I re- I'm really not. I, I, I give everybody credit for their own beliefs and what they think works for them. This is just my opinion. Like, this is how I see things. Like, I've been doing this long enough. You know, I'm a full-scale pilot. I fly rotary wing and aircraft, both. I have an air, airline transfer pilot license. I mean, I'm, I'm fully rated all the way through ATP. Um, I'm not an idiot when it comes to aerodynamics. I don't have an aerospace engineering degree, but I, I, it's, it's just my opinion. I just don't, in my, in my experience... Yes, you have to fly it and you have to get feedback to get to be able to develop a blade that works well for 3D. Um, that's that's really my take on it, you know. Cool, man. Well, I, it sounds like you've got uh you've got one hell of a year ahead of you. Hell yeah. I'm actually excited about it. This is cool. And you know, I, I the cool thing is I'm not traveling to like God, I don't remember. 27 events, I think, I did last year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not, oh, I'm yeah, dude, you were freaking... For, for, like, six or eight months there, it was like, every time I talk to you, you're, no, I'm out of town, dude. I can't talk right now. Or I'm not going to be able to take a phone call. I'm I'm going to be in Italy. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there. I'm like, holy crap, dude. You know, who's, you know who has to do all that this year? Take a guess. Who? instead of me oh yeah (laughs) yeah i had a conversation with him on the phone last night i hadn't talked to him in a few weeks and uh i'm like dude i feel bad for you because i know 
I mean, it's kind of cool to travel and everything else, but it, it really can. I mean, he's he's such a young kid, you know what I mean? But you guys know what I'm talking about. When you're in your like late 30s or 40s, you know, early 40s. <laughs> you get too old for it, this it, shit, man. It, it's not the same as when you're in your late teens or early 20s, man. It really does take a toll on you. I mean, it's you just want to be. Yeah. It, it's fascinating to go in and, and see new places and sightseeing everything else, but once you've been to the same spot four, five, six, seven times, okay, like you don't. There's nothing new about it. You just you want to go home, you know. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, so this year I'm just hand picking my events, and uh, that's that's really cool. I don't have to try to uh, avoid things or like I don't feel you know. I just just doing what I want to do. It's cool. I've I've been having a lot of fun lately. Actually, I've been flying more than I've flown in a long time. I don't know. It's like something. I don't know. It's the switch. It's flipped the switch. You well, know? Good. That's awesome, yeah, that's dude. Great. Sometimes you just got to get back to basics, you know? Yeah. I'm practicing my proficiency pilot thing. Good. Nice. I expect to see rock solid hover. Yeah, tail end hover should be nailed. That's right. Who did I tell this? Like, was it you, Justin, that asked me about it or somebody? Yes. Who was it? Yeah. I actually did it. I'm not lying. Yeah, you I, did it all in yeah. one afternoon. Uh, the whole day. like, it Or was the, the whole, whole day afternoon. or whatever yeah, you whole, told the me. The whole afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did it because I was, I was, uh, I was, Damn one, it, like, dude. when I saw it and I listened to your show, I'm like, shit, you know how long it's been since I even tried, like, to, like, do this stuff? And uh, I was at the airport where I have my hangar. It's kind of my shop. And uh, I... I had nothing going on that afternoon. It was a weekend. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this. And uh, I just charged back to back, back to back. I didn't have a witness, so I don't have a uh, sign off <laughs> for anything. But I did. I was, and I'm not going to lie. I was uh, pretty bad on some of the stuff. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the more advanced stuff was a little ugly looking. But uh, no, I did it. I did it all. I was like, this is cool. So it kind of taught me what my weak areas are, which is kind of cool. Cause like a lot of people think, Oh, you're a bird camera. Like, dude, that's just a name. Like it doesn't mean Jack crap. It, it's just, it's yeah. It, I, if you don't practice it, I don't care how good you are. You get accustomed to certain yeah. things and comfort zones. And yeah. when you leave the comfort zone, you're in trouble. And, uh, at least I didn't crash anything, and I pulled it off, and I, I felt like pretty good about it. But I was like, you know what? These, there's a few things here. Some of the pirouetting stuff towards the very end was like, uh, this needs a lot of work. Uh, it just doesn't look. <laughs> the the I skids in pirouetting TikToks. Did you nail that first time out? Absolutely not. And that's that's one of the ones that I was like, you know what? If I were to try to do that at a fun fly, I probably would not want to do that because it would <laughs> it would be dangerous. <laughs> oh, awesome. I mean, it, it, it worked, but it was not perfect by any means. It was uh, it was it was pretty ugly to say the least. That's oh, awesome, that's, man. That's, well, I'm glad to hear that you're you know playing around with it. That's cool. And that's the whole point of it is to to help you show the holes in your flying game that you did or did not know that you had. Absolutely. I think it's a great idea that you guys are doing that. I really, I really thought it was super cool when I saw that. Cause like last year you guys were like all about like how many flights, but you know, it, when I was thinking about that, I was just thinking, you know, how many flights I used to do. Like I remember when I was helping develop the brain flabberless system, I was 
I know you're not going to believe me, whatever. I have witnesses and I don't even believe this myself. I was doing over 200 flights a day for 10 days straight, Two, 200 flights a day. I'm not exaggerating. This is a true, the true honest, I swear to God. Um, Holy but crap, dude. But you're not, you're not learning absolutely anything or improving anything about your flying skills at all. Cause it's very repetitive. You're just doing the same stupid shit over and over and over and over again. Um, but when you, when you do this kind of stuff, you, you really make a significant departure from your comfort zone. And that's when you start noticing, you know what, I should do this more because, and that's what I tell everybody. And it is sort of like, it's kind of like cliche, but it's like, just whatever makes you the most uncomfortable is what you need to practice the most, because the more you do it, the more comfortable it becomes. Yep. And eventually you're completely at home doing it. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's the key. Absolutely. Like side in hovering, right, Jesse? Yeah, man, if I don't do that for a couple of weeks, I just start shaking. Pretty much lock up. You're full of shit. I don't buy that. For I a saw it. I, I was shaking watching him. Yeah, it was close. Cover. Only I did duck once. Are you kidding me? Really? It, it's a long story. You had to be there. It was windy. It was windy. It, it was windy. Well, Bert. And he could only see out of one eye. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Well, hey, man, we really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us and kind of letting us know what's going on. It's it's nice to hear it straight from the man. It's good to be here, guys. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, keep up the good work with the show. It's a lot of fun. Well, just don't talk so much shit in the beginning. Just whatever. <laughs> just just <laughs> shut up and get you, to the point. You don't want to hear about what we've been doing. Uh yeah, I do, but not for like a freaking hour and a half. I'm gonna stretch it out and just talk <laughs> yeah. about three for blades this show, for like that's an right, hour. Man. Just for I bet you. you the next time you guys do it, you're gonna be like, "This is for you, Bert. Fuck you!" And then <laughs> and you're then, gonna just start talking about out. like your cat <laughs> and the lady that cleaned this and this and that. Yeah, talk about what we ate and uh, <laughs> our drive into yeah. work. Yeah. Just for you. No, I really enjoy the show. Seriously, um, and uh, uh, even. Even, you know, as much as I give you guys shit about, like, you know, in my opinion, taking too long to talk. But it, it really is good for a lot of people because you encounter situations that are where you make comments about certain things that can help other people. So it, it's really it's really a good thing. So I, I have nothing bad to say about the show. I really enjoy it. Well, Thanks, man. I, I listen to it like. You know, I, I make my commuting little commutes every day that are not longer than 15 minutes, and I still listen to it. And it takes me like two days to listen to the show, but I, I still listen to it every week. So Awesome. Nice. Well, cool, man. Thank you very much. I just hope that Dan comes back. Everybody misses that guy. So Yeah, we miss Dan, too. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. He's taking some, Dan's taking some me time. Which is very well needed. So Yes. Cool. It is. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, and we will catch up with you uh, at a later date. All right, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. See you, man. All right. Bye. Do you wish there was a fly barless system that could make you throw down like a pro? Well, now there is. The Spartan Vortex Fly Barless System is offering some of the most advanced features seen on the market today, making sure that you'll be flying like a pro in no time. So what are you waiting for? Go and get your Vortex Flybarless system today.
Results may vary based on pitch, response time, age, head speed, brand of heli, time of the year, crash budget, number of friends cheering you on, size of helicopter, temperature, wind, servos, weight of heli, willingness to take risks. Contact your favorite hobby shop about getting your Spartan fly barless system today. For more information, check out www.bkdesignsllc.com. All right, guys, Mr. Burt Cameron. Man, I love uh, I love catching up with him. Oh yeah, dude, it's yeah, always definitely. fun to hang out and just shoot the bull. He's one of the uh, he's he's one of my favorites because see, we get him. Uh, we we usually get him right about midnight, and then he's he's partake. It's Friday night, you know, so there's nothing wrong. Had a couple adult beverages. We're all just sitting back, you know, bar talk, having a good time. So it's cool because we we get the you know we get the real Bert just kicking back and BSing, and I love it. Yeah, true, and and you know Bert Bert's a straight shooter, which yep. is what I like yep. about him. He's a good guy. He he tells you tells it how it is. Uh yeah, always fun to hang out with you, man. You're they, welcome here anytime. Oh yeah, that's right, and we really appreciate. Uh, the support we get here on the show from BK Designs. So make sure you guys, uh, you know, give their stuff a shot. We appreciate it. And let them know. Let them know that you heard about it here and are trying it because you heard about it here. We would really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, I is think it time? It, it is unfortunately <laughs> that time. As much as I would love to just sit here We've and be We've been BS talking all that night, long already. Yeah. <laughs> the time, it flies when you're having fun. Sure does. That's the key. Cool. So if I needed to get a hold of Jesse, how would I do that? You could send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com or catch me on Facebook. Justin, what about you? You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com or also catch me on Facebook. Awesome. And if you needed to get a hold of me, you could send me an email at nick at rchelynation.com or catch me on Facebook. If you wanted to get a hold of Dan, yes, he's still hanging in there doing his thing, just taking a little bit of a little bit of personal time. Uh, you would send him an email at dan at rchelynation.com. Dot com catch him on facebook or dan k reed and on. and guys you know we he continues to get positive emails from all the listeners again we and he can't thank you enough for that um he is gonna come back at his own pace so just hang in there and uh you know be patient and um he will, he'll, you know, he'll be back and hanging out with us. But in the meantime, you got the three of us to keep the ball rolling and uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted on Dan news. Yeah. Everyone, everyone needs some, some me time. That is right. Yeah, definitely. Cause it's, it's, I just, need some me time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you don't need any no. more me time than you already get. Alrighty, well, this has been episode number one hundred. Can't find my notes. Eighty one. Eighty one. Oh, I thought you were just trying to copy my news (laughs) exit. 
<laughs> Could have rolled with it. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Thank you very much, and have a good week, everyone. Later, guys. Have a good week. Have a good one, guys. Everyone wants to try all This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, and Spartan Flybarless Systems. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to send us an email. This week's news is brought to you by Hell. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like how you really. Awesome. Uh, 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 all right. <laughs>